Welcome back to Mualiwad. We just like to thank each and every single one of you who've subscribed, who've shared the content that we have on this page. It really means a lot to us. We want to thank you for being a part of this community of people who are having conversations that matter, change conversations, but more than anything, thank you for sharing because this page has grown because of you and your friends and your family members sharing each and everything that we're doing on this page. Now, if you want to be a part of more of our conversations, don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. We're found on Facebook Instagram and uh, on YouTube. Yes, on YouTube, on YouTube, on YouTube. Thank you so much. Keep subscribing, keep sharing. We love you, we love you, we love you. Mualiwadu. Welcome to another episode of Mualiwadu. I'm your host, Dugusha Gonke Watuntuli. Thank you so much for joining. Now, it's the month of June, and we want to start bringing more young people who've been taking part in the generational mission, the transformational discourse in our country. So today, we've brought a young person who has been making waves in the country globally, but who's also made strides in the industries that he's participated in. Now, change makers, transformational people. Today, we have none other than Ututuzane Zuma, who's a philanthropist, a politician, and an aspiring president in the country. So... That's important to note. So when you're listening, take notes, understand what's and why is he in the running to be South Africa's next president? But that's for later on. Today we want to understand who is this young man and why is he doing the things that he is doing. Tutuzane Zoom, welcome to Mualiwadu. Watu, thank you very much for having me. That was a very rousing, warm introduction. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, man. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much for coming. Now, if you go on Google and you are Googling Tutuzane Zuma, you're going to read a lot. Some of it is probably rumors, some of it are perceptions. So it's very important that we don't impose identities on people and people start understanding you from your narrative and your voice. Who are you, Tutuzane? What should a young, when a young person sees you, who should they be seeing? Uh, what they should be seeing is what a true reflection of themselves should be. Okay. Not only a child of South Africa, not only a child of Africa, but a global child. Mm. Um, I represent everyone, everywhere. Um, I'm a young dude at heart. Um, I'm young in age. I'm dude 40. I just turned 40. <laughs> um, but I've, I'm someone that I believe I have a lot more to offer. So the world is your oyster. Don't take that lightly. We have to expose ourselves to bigger, better things. Mm. And who I am is that person who's going to bring that exposure. So you want to bring exposure for young people? For everybody. For everybody. Yes, ah, everybody must be listening. Yeah. So guys, if there's one thing that I've started seeing when I'm doing community work is that people have seen, for example, me on television or they've seen me leading and, and stuff. But the truth is that that's sometimes what intimidates them and it makes them feel like they're not represented. They don't see themselves reflected. Because Omunya would say, but your father, you know, is the former president. So obviously, you're going to have it easier. If there were to be a story today that you tell to a young person that sets you apart, that distinguishes your journey and why you're doing the things that you're doing, before we even get to what you're doing, what, what makes you different from everyone else who said that, uh, let us rise to the occasion, young people, and let's take up leadership? You won't find any egos with me. I think that's, that's the main difference. No ego. There's but no? Ego. Ego. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I feel like the major problem we have in our societies, not just here in South Africa, is when people reach certain levels, mm. um, attain certain goals, it comes with a certain level of responsibility, yes. It comes with a certain level of profile, okay. of course. But you forget exactly who you are in the, in the broader scheme of things. So people tend to take on a persona of being untouchable and unreachable. Mm. And this is where the ego comes into play. So... I don't have any ego. I never have. Um, at least okay. this is what I believe. And I think that's what sets me aside from a lot of people. But who are you? Like, and these are principles that govern you, that govern how, how you lead. But the truth of the matter is, when you're speaking about Tutuzane's story, maybe Ufundego, where did you study? What made that journey particularly special and has given, has rendered your heart to know, let me go back into the community. 
because obviously, you know, guys, the more, the, the more you're exposed to power, the more you're exposed to leadership, it's something that is within reach. It's, it doesn't become a barrier to entry because you understand that it's all within you. So obviously, there's been influences in your life, but what makes you want to do it? Aside from the principles that govern you, I think it's uh, what they say, a product of our environment. Okay. You know, um, I was born in Maputo, Mozambique, mm. in 1982. And a lot of what I've experienced from then up until now has been on the front line. And it's okay. been, it's been quite, quite a learning curve, you know. Um, for example, growing up in, 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 in Mozambique, I've lived in Zimbabwe, I've, mm. I've lived in Zambia. Mm. These are other African states. Um, and that links to, to some of the situations we have here in South Africa today. But in these countries, I was seen as the South African kid. Mm. Um, born to South African um, parents, okay. with my South African siblings. Mm. Um, and the general story was, obviously at that time, apartheid and, and so on. Okay. So I lived life being in one way or another, placed in a box sure. when I was living in these other countries. Mm. And then end up back in South Africa in the 90s, and then now you are the foreign kid. You know, so now I'm placed in another box in, like, my, in my home. You're not home. real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, um, all, the, all the, 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 the slurs that would have come at the mm. time, you know, um, you're a foreigner, this and that, you know, you don't speak our languages, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So I've had to live on, on both sides sure. of the spectrum as... As an outsider, you know, I and mean, until till this day, um, mm. there's still stuff that I'm catching up on, and and, and learning and experiencing um, that, that sort of thing. So I think my journey has been unique in that mm. sense, and wow. more especially because it's been thrust into into sure. the spotlight because of uh, the history of my family politically and that and that sort of thing, and then my journey as I've picked up the mantle from uh, where I'm at now and moving forward. Uh, finally. Just to, 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 to put it into perspective, and I think what makes my journey a whole, a whole lot more special and mm. why I feel like I'm in a place where uh, not many other people are is because I'm representative of everybody. Okay. Um, if people want to talk about the African story, I've got an African story to tell. Okay. If people want to talk about the South African story, I've got the South African story to tell. Mm. If you want to talk about the business success story, yo, I've got stories for days. You know, and if people want to talk about... Um, reaching and attaining the highest heights of, of successes, I've been that guy. If people mm. want to talk about being persecuted and, 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 and you know, being, being thrown to the gutter, yeah. I've lived that story as well. Sure. So I've, I've, I've got all these experiences um, wrapped up and notched up under my belt, and I believe that is what makes me special in, in dealing with certain situations. And this show is all about, I think, unraveling some of these stories to not just being taglines of have you been in the gutter now we've had a few guests who have come onto the show and they started i think unpacking what suffering looks like for black people what suffering looks like for the african child that goes beyond black people are lazy is education even important so you're speaking about you having a story about you know being thrown into the gutter young people right now a majority of them are unemployed um, over 70%, this means that can't find jobs. But you also even have those who are graduates who are also misplaced in industries where you've been told study international relations but you're working at a call center. You find young people who are sweeping streets and graduates who are parking cars right now. That's a story, a real story. So someone could say, but do you know poverty? What is, what is your understanding of poverty and how do we start breaking away from it for young people in this generational discourse, because we've trusted adults. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm calling you youth by force. In truth, but, you know. Um, but the reality of the matter is that young people want to be led by people like them, by people who've been where they've been. Can you represent poor people? And what are the solutions to this youth unemployment? Yeah. Um, so when I say I have a story to tell, um, it's more from a practical basis leading up to... I'm a solutions-driven person. Okay. Um, you know, we all need to make those hard decisions. Um, some may work, some may not work, but we have to take that decision. So when people ask, what do I know about poverty? We're all born out of the pool of poverty. I don't care what anybody says. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm talking about the black child, and I mean, um, I'm me being one of them. And more importantly is, I was born outside of South Africa. Mm. You know, I was basically born on the run. 
Um, so I haven't been uh, the kind of person that's had a steady base or steady home. Sure. I've had to move around. Um, we've, we've, you know, we, we know what it is to, to, to go to bed hungry. And, and you know, it's, mm. not, it's not, not part of a, a dietary plan. <laughs> you know, it's, it's part of understanding. You know, when you look back and this you understand. This is where we are. This is what know, we have. 100%. At the time, it not, may not make sense. But mm. further down the line, you realize, okay, it was a tough time. You know, we don't speak about it, but we realize it. We note it and we say... You know, we, we don't want to go back there. Mm. So talking about representation, there is no one that can represent um, the situation better than I can, in my view. I understand what poverty is. Um, we still have people that are poverty-stricken, and I'm not just talking about the general population, but our family members as well. Mm. And we're trying to pull out of poverty. Um, we understand how the world works. We understand what, it needs, uh, what needs to be taken, uh, well, what, uh, what steps need to be taken to, to, to get to that next level. So taking that whole exercise that we've spoken about, taking that whole experience and saying, how do we best position ourselves moving forward? Um, our environment, our experiences is what, is what leads us to our decision-making capacity, which leads us to what needs to be done. And implementation is a key. For me, it's a very simple thing. It's not, it's not rocket science. Okay. Now, this is what yeah. I'm trying to get to. Please don't make... Yeah, but for me, it sounds like a political response. Yeah. Like I, I'm, you didn't give I've me a chance to finish here. You didn't give me, oh, you didn't, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell it. Solutions of when you're talking about, you know, the strategies. Yeah. Please assist a young person also know what this is exactly what Dutuzani intends on doing. Yeah. So the reason why I'm, I'm speaking um, wearing a, what you term the political hat, okay. is because one of the major levers in, in, in getting things done in this country is is uh, politically based, talking about decision-making. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about the laws that govern the country, rules and regulations, terms and conditions. Yeah. Without sorting out that playing field, sure. a lot of things won't move because I think we understand that there's some, 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 some laws out there, out there that exist um, as part of our constitution and, and, and other, other prescripts um, that do not benefit everybody. Mm. That's number one. So from a higher level, from a macro level, those rules of engagement need to change in order for all of us to have a fair opportunity. So that's the first thing, um, politically speaking. Okay. And then from a practical perspective, um, there's, there's an economy that exists and young people need to jump into that economy. How? Every time we, 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 hear, we hear about um, um, the economy, it's, it's always segmented. There's the mainstream economy. Okay. And then there's the small, medium it's size. And then <laughs> the one that I, I always... Shy, I guess, is a township, yeah, a township economy. I don't believe in that. You know, an economy is an economy. Why are we segmenting it to different, to different sectors? That means you're just alienating people from, from getting involved in, in getting to the bigger prize. So the first thing, which is a very practical, very simple solution, which can be implemented literally overnight, is reindustrializing the country. Okay. The only way we're going to get people back on their feet, people working, because as you know, as much as there may be um, a large number of graduates, as much as there may be a lot of people that uh, belong with mm. the skills and their knowledge in boardrooms and air-conditioned offices, that space is not for everybody. Some people will not be able to get there, but more importantly, some people don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are happy being the hands-on guy, um, the painter, the welder, um, the, the bricklayer, mm -hmm. you know, um, the, the boiler maker. They're just not happy with the pay, but yeah, yeah. they but, have but the I mean, skills. That's, yeah, but that's, mm. that's yeah, the, the pay... The pay comes with, with, um, with, 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 with a proper um, um, projection. You know, mm. that, that'll, that'll always happen. I think the pay, the pay gap that we need to manage most importantly now is um, in, the, in the critical spaces, um, which is in the um, doctors and nurses, more especially in the public sector. Um, what policing. are we saying about it? It's not enough. Okay. Yeah, you know, if, if you've got people working on the front line as frontline workers, you know, mm. they, need to, they need to be rewarded. And I mean, as equally so, they need to produce. I mean, they need to, to be up to the task. But you cannot pay people peanuts and expect them to do... To give miracles. their lives. You know what I'm saying? That, that's, it doesn't work like that. Mm. So nurses, doctors, um, policemen and women, um, and the military, you know, those sorts of teachers in the education sector, um, unless you bump up that, that pay grade, you're going to get what we're seeing now. Um, but at the same time, we need to fine-tune it and, 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 and bulk up those skills because um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, unfortunately, we take a look around. We've seen some of the people in these professions that are not up to the task. You know, mm. um, 
we need to we need to reskill them. We need to to rejuvenate those. Definitely, those definitely. We won't, we, won't, we won't get too personal on on that. Yeah. But when when I say um, reindustrializing, that's reopening up everything: um, manufacturing, um, agriculture, mining. So getting the smelters going, getting the coal mines. All that IPP stuff, I, I agree with the independent power producing. Mm. It's great for, for net zero targets in 2050 and, and, and carbon emissions and carbon credits. That's all a beautiful thing. But we live in South Africa. We have to take advantage of what we have as a resource in this country for, for energy, and that's coal. I hear you. And yeah. I think that these are conversations that are not new. Yeah. Because they've, we've been, as young people, we've been. Like, Masfundile, you have a qualification, but, you mm. go up there and you're trying to be a revolutionary. And you're like, in class, this is what we learned. Let's reindustrialize. What is stopping the current leaders from being the ones who are implementing? Because the conversation is not new. Young people want people to implement. It's one of two things. The non-willingness to do so. Okay. Um, that's meaning that they don't want to do it. Or they don't know how to do it. Mm. Simple as that. We're saying we've got the willingness to do it and we will do it. That's one of the things we'll do. We'll get this country back on a reindustrialization uh, uh, re platform into uh, economic recovery and a positive um, growth path trajectory. But at the same time, dealing with the, with the issue of unemployment. You, you can't be afraid to, to say so and do so. Now, if you look at, 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 at all the speeches, and I mean, I always say this, if you look at the budget votes and the state of the nation addresses over a period of time, you'll realize it's the same speech that's just been jumbled up and it's just a different <laughs> a narrator of No of, comments. Of no, facts. Facts. <laughs> I mean, you take a look at, back at them, it's, it's all the same thing. Yeah. Um, so what has changed? Nothing. Okay. Purely because guys, are not, and, and guys and girls are not willing to, to put their necks on the line. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Some of those laws have to change. And those laws exist macroeconomically um, within our economic framework. Mm. If, you look at, if you look at economic development, I mean, the economic cluster you have, the economic development um, uh, department or ministry, you have um, the Ministry of Finance, you have, um, um, what's that other one, um, DTI, uh, Trade and Industry. A lot has been said. There's always these cluster meetings and and committee meetings and um, all these weird and wonderful meetings that happen, but nothing's being done. Mm. So what does that say about the people running those, those, those departments? They're not doing their job. And, and to be quite honest, a lot of them go in there with so much optimism, really wanting to change the system. And so many would say that the system does not even belong to the political system. It belongs to those with money. It belongs to Ama Monopoly Capital, Enebala. No. Um, you know, there's a young person listening <clears throat> at home and they're now saying, um, you're saying a lot of big English words. If you understand sometimes I'm not, I might not even be in the voting age, but why should I believe in what you're presenting? And I'd like for you to speak about it from an education perspective. This is a young person who's in high school saying, I even want to drop out. Mm. Because the show has a, a very large audience of young people who want to be change agents. But they've actually been very discouraged by the education system. Let's speak to that right now. What is the value of education right now? And what should a young person understand by it? And what does it mean for the future? The future that Tutuzanism is trying to create. All right. So I think the first thing we always need to, to understand okay. when, it, when it comes to young people, let's not even get to um, the future, let's not get to education, uh, we'll speak about that, but let's talk to who we are as young people. Okay, the mission. We, the mission, you need to take yourself seriously. So my, my mission now is to say, guys, stand up, get on your feet, unless you take yourself seriously, no one else will. Okay. It doesn't help saying, ah, I don't want to finish school, I don't want to do this and that, but then when we are in your areas, when we are cleaning up mm. your sewers, you look at us like we're men. And we're saying, guys, come and help out. Mm. But this is, you're too big for this. Agency. You need to take part 100%. in own community That's, development. Unless you get involved, okay. nothing's going to happen. Right. So when, 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 when we're cleaning up and, and, you know, it's as much as it's, 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 it's good to clean up and beautify your okay. area and, and leave it presentable. It's also a way of, of, of judging people's mentality and where they're at. Okay. You know, your surroundings, your cleanliness speaks about your, your mind frame. Mm. 
mm. you know why should people be used to 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 living under mediocre um health conditions you know if there's a piece of paper outside your doorstep you know you're going to sit and wait for for municipality to come and pick it up mm. pick it up and throw it away yourself mm. when there's bigger issues of block trains yeah we get it so the point i'm trying to make is our young people are always saying ah it's the elders you know they've you can't blame the elders the elders are there as long as they're given the free reign they'll take it and they'll continue it's up to us as 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 a younger generation to say you know what enough is enough we're going to do it but we need to be able to show that we can do it because it's not just good enough speaking mm. right so when i say i'm a doer that's exactly what it is that i'm that that, that i'm that, that i do okay. i'm a hands on person and what i'm trying to show what i'm trying to advocate as you say is get up and do implementation is a issue that we have in this country once again we all have these discussions dinner tables prize interviews mm. broader plans but unless we get up and do it ourselves it's not going to happen so for the young person that's 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 sitting out there that that but, but might want to take whatever it is from from this interview and once again i'm not here for votes mm. whether i get voted in or not is not going to change my life mm. not worried about that Cone. I'm at the power table. Cone. I sit at that power table and I'll continue to sit there regardless regardless of what's being said um in in the mainstream media and all that and all that sort of stuff because mm. I understand who I am and people understand who I am. You're not validated by popularity. No, I'm not not at okay. all. I know what what it is that 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 I that I can do and what I need to do. So, when it comes to 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 our, to our people out there, you just need to take yourselves a whole lot more seriously. Because mm. what do we see? Young people today it's all about good times. Okay. You know, if there was a uh, a boss. Okay, let's speak about what just happened recently. Young yes. people died in a good time area at Groove. These are teenagers. Yeah. But to be quite honest, we do see that there's a a trend like social soft life yeah trend the alcoholism is trending. It's it's socialized into families where 13 year olds are given little ciders. When you turn 18, you're going to try a more stronger booze and then it keeps progressing and sure. progressing. So we are a generation that has popularized that has commercialized large rates of alcohol consumption for young people. When talking about arts and culture, kabangi peshi, kabanga uchwal. And this is why sometimes we find ourselves in this place. This is my personal view and I maintain it that we need to invest more in agricultural activities, extracurricular activities. Are young people bored or they really just want to have fun? Um I think I won't say that they're bored. They definitely want to have fun and they must have their fun responsibly okay. of course. I mean we've all we've all been in an age where it's nice to go out and and and, mm. and and have a good time but you know you need to you need to be mindful of of your surroundings and the the repercussions of what it is that that you consume and 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 how that might affect um your your person as a being mm. but i think more than anything there's 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 there's, there's um it's hard to remember who said it but there are two two things that that more especially uh well i'll say young people but more especially young black people miss um in in society um let me just say three things one is guidance mm. two positive role models and three investment. Okay. Right. So unless you have the right people to look up to. That's when people start going astray. Because mm. if you look at it now if you had to say okay in South Africa boom name the role models that can get people young black people on 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 their feet and and thinking positively and not sitting idle. It's a very difficult thing to do. Mm. Yes, there are a lot of people that occupy the space. Okay. Um don't get me wrong, but people that are out there that we can say I see myself in you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a very it's a very difficult thing to do, let's be honest. And the reason for that is we don't take time to produce greatness amongst ourselves. We don't take time to celebrate greatness amongst ourselves. Because we're quick I to say I think we've produced greatness. I'm not even going to lie like guys get greats. But the name, only the name, only name challenge, the only challenge mm. that we have is that we are not we are not celebrating each other. And when a young person's no. in the running, the first thing that we do is reject them. Because let, why why you Nikon? Let me let me let me let me humbly disagree with with okay. uh, with, the, with the greatness thing. Like I said, there are a lot of a lot of good people out there doing very good things. When okay. I say greatness, I'm talking about icons. Icons okay. that can move a generation. Right. Okay, I'm right. listening. So our go to in south africa this okay. is my view my it's always been and historically it's been political figures okay i think that time is gone <laughs> all right and secondly 
entertainers. Okay, very true. Right. Besides that, okay, and then maybe some some um, some sports stars, you know, across across the spectrum. But when we speak about people that we can place on a, a an African or a, a global platform, from people that have really made massive changes, and no disrespect to anyone doing their thing out there, um, um, putting SA on the map in in, in these different sectors um, or, or genres of excellence, but. We do not have people that have moved. I'm talking about from an economic standpoint. Woo! An economic standpoint. Okay. Right. The argument will be Patrice Mutepe. So our greatness as a generation should also be translated into our economic value. That's the only place that is going to make a difference in this country. Nothing else. That's the one thing we're missing. Which leads me to my next point for the young people out there. Value. Understanding what value is. What is value? Okay, because now I think for us in the communities, we've been told, okay, there's Oprah. Yes, look up to Oprah. But in your immediate life, which woman have you seen change communities? So we start identifying our teachers who are actually having a direct impact as opposed to idealizing Nelson Mandela. Who have you seen put food on the table for other people beyond your family? So now you're saying that it needs to be someone who's participated in a, an oppressive capitalist system, who's been able to overcome that system, probably even stole that some people, maybe even participated in corruption. Because the names that we have, to be quite honest, when we do background check, there's a lot of, you know, character question marks. Did we give in too early? Like, could we not fight for the land type of questions? For me, I, this is where I'm like, honestly... I feel like we give value sometimes to people who have more money, but where did they get that money? You're saying you need to have money for us to believe in you and for us to actually call you an icon. Most times people who are icons are legitimized by other people about Neymar, Abelungu, no. then you trained on newspapers. That's not what I said, Watu. What okay. I said is on the value perspective. Value. We're not celebrating people with money. I'm saying we need to understand what value is and how to create it. Okay. That's for all of us. Please help us. Make us understand how to create value. Right. So, WMC, all the white monopoly capital, mm. you know, every time people speak about it, Stellenbosch Mafia, you're talking about groupings of people that control large swathes of, of the economy. Okay. Um, and the value within that. The value chain, meaning from, from production all the way to, to marketing. Mm -hmm. right. So, what we need to understand, and... If you just look at it, when I say we need to change our perspective as, as, as young people, um, the experiences that I've had when I, well, when I was a youngster, I'm sure maybe, um, uh, okay, I still am a youngster, but anyway, <laughs> um, I'm sure you'd have experienced it and, and a lot of the guys sitting around here, is at school, there'd be days where, I'm not sure what, what, what it is that you did after school, drama, extracurricular, everything, netball, whatever it is. Everything. Right. But there was always... That Indian kid that left. Okay. Right. Especially the, especially the boys, for whatever reason. Right. Yeah, some of them would play their cricket, but most times, straight after school, gone. Mm. They're working at their father's butchery, cash and carry. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about guys that are 13, 14 years yes. old. Yes. Right. By the time that they reach adulthood, mm. they understand what the value of money is by interacting with it. Mm. When the auntie comes... True. Selling cigarettes, selling milk, bread, mm. counting. You know, most times they can count without even looking at the notes. Mm. That's understanding what each denomination is. Relationship with money. Relationship Very with money. Very healthy not relationship. Being, and not being afraid of money. Okay. When is the first time we come across money? <laughs> Our first paycheck. Our first paycheck. Mm. Or, you know, and this is the problem. That's when we see misuse of money because we don't mm, understand the what value. the value of money is. Okay. And secondly is the creation of value. Okay. We need to be a constructive, not a destructive uh, society. Our society is a destructive one. Whenever we have issues, it is, it is, is um, it's, it's, it's people burning down stuff, destroying stuff. That's because people don't understand what it is to build. Because if you build something, I can tell you, you'll defend that, whatever that is, that infrastructure with your life. Because you know how much you spent and how much blood, sweat and tears you've, 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 you've had to to leave on the side to get that, that, that structure mm. up and running. So value creation, when we understand that we need to build our own systems, is the only time 
we're going to get that right. And that's my mission, to say, guys, forget about all this WMC and, and all this, all this. What are we doing to build our own value? What is it that we're doing? We're not doing anything. Well, people, to be quite honest, are building, but they're not owning. I would like to understand how young people can actually get access to ownership. We've been encouraging entrepreneurship. And then again, we're saying, let's, let's, mass, let's go back to industrialization, mm. which removes people from the ownership part. Because if we were to move forward from this context, it would mean that someone has to own it. Someone has to sponsor it. And the community still doesn't own anything. You leave nothing for your kids. Except for, and again, you're an absent parent. You're probably going to experience cancer because of the pollution in the community. How do we create things that belong to us when we have nothing right now? Right now, 70, over 70% of young people are unemployed, not mm -hmm. because they're lazy. We need to start getting rid of those perceptions that people are lazy, people are not building. Because, but that money goes back to bread and butter. See, when, when you reindustrialize and when you get manufacturing plants up, um, I mean, you take a look. I mean, we, I'm not sure we can say we are, in the, in, but we're in Durban, right? Can I say We're in Florida. We're on Florida, okay, we're guys. All right. <laughs> um, if you look at not too far down the line and in, in, down the road, there's Umgeni Road. There's Pine Town. There's a lot of factories that have been closed down. Yeah. Right. Mainly textile factories. Mm. Right. Where it used to be a thriving um, part of the... Industrial area. Yeah. Mm. 100%. That has fallen by the wayside due to imports of a cheaper nature from China. The usual story. Right. So that's why I always say politically is a willingness to change the rules of engagement. Right. At some point, we need to, to be brave enough to say, you know what, guys? We're going to stop importing. A, okay. B, C, and D. We're going to produce it locally. Okay. And stay Definitely. away from the proudly South African thing as a slogan. No, we're talking about we're going to produce it locally. We're going to start getting our people into these um, textile factories. So what happens when you, you rebuild industry? There'll be places of work. There'll mm -hmm. be people that will own those spaces. There'll be people that will work in those spaces. In the mills, as... Um, um, Sewers, uh, what, what do you call them? What's the correct word for people that sew? Uh, textile, what do you call it? Um, uh, Dressmaker, hey, hey, guys. Yeah, but yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, they, they, know, they know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's correct. Um, and then within that environment comes everything. Uh, maintenance, cleaning, um, um, uh, logistics. So there's a value chain that needs to be created first. Okay. All right. So once you have this value chain of mines running, you're going to need professionals in there. You're going to need people to draw up contracts, you're going to need lawyers, you're going to need um, auditors to make sure your books are, are in order, um, accountants, um, you're going to need security companies and security guards to, to safeguard the place, um, you, you're going to need um, uh, personal assistants and, and secretaries in the office and um, officer, all, all of that. that. So what we need to do first is get people off their feet and get to work. Once people are working, then you'll determine your own growth path. Once you're there, you'll decide, okay, maybe I enjoy being a dressmaker and this is where I want to stay. That's your decision. That's cool. But maybe the person, that same person will decide, actually, no, I'm not happy with being a dressmaker. I actually want to be one of the, the, the designers or buyers mm. of this thing. And you work your way up. But that opportunity won't come if that infrastructure is not there. So what I'm saying is you have all these factories, from steel factories to textile factories to mines, mm. platinum, gold, coal, um, and, 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 and many other um, um, projects happening, infrastructure projects, building neighborhoods, building cities, building roads, mm. you know, something as simple as a road to get the communities out to say, okay, for this period of time, whilst this opportunity is there, we can get this community to benefit from actually rolling the cement or, mm. or, or plastering, whatever it is that needs to be done okay. on, on this stretch of land. So once you have all this activity going mm. on, then it's easy to start saying, okay, this person has got a more entrepreneurial, inclined mind. Others have got a more, you know what, I'm not interested in, 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 in getting to, to, to a, a path of ownership. I'm happy doing my job and earning my paycheck. But I mean, that's an opportunity and that's an event that will mm, be decided. The opportunity is there. The door 100%. is open. It's not a dream, but it's actually accessible. I love what you're saying. So it's a Have value Have you change. scaled it before? Because... This is what I've seen with a lot of politicians. Yep. I wonder when we are campaigning, guys, the ideas. I even remember when I was running to be SRC president, I had a broader vision. 
But when it comes down to implementation, you start experiencing systems and, you know, far more bar barriers. So I'm not saying that people don't deliver because they were just selling dreams. But where you are right now, what have you done to scale all of these ideas? So that someone says, actually, this is a scalable idea. Um, by the time you get into office, I know that Ututuzane can do it because he's done it in this community. It's applicable. It's not just an idea, but we've seen it work. It's a model that works in South Africa. Right. So what makes this conversation much easier is because scale, scalability or scalable-wise, okay. I've done it before. When uh, I'm saying I, I'm talking about myself and my, my, my yes. My, my. Empire. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see. It's an empire, guys. Um, so it's, it's been done before. That's why I'm, 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 I'm super positive that it's, it's, it's definitely doable. Mm. Do issues of red tape and, and bureaucracy exist? 100%. But those are things you need to be brave enough to say, guys, cut it out. Mm. Get the right people in there. Like-minded people are going to make those decisions. Is it going to be easy um, to, 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 to make those decisions? And for people to, to, to follow suit, no, because some people are stuck in their ways. Maybe Usu like which community? So that if a right. young person's like, actually, actually. So let's, let's take it back. Um, okay. I've been involved in the mining space, okay. in the information technology space, mm -hmm. historically. In terms of strategic leadership? In, in terms of ownership, yeah. Oh, Come on, what? yo. <laughs> Okay, talking guys. to a boss, yo, talk to me. Okay, please. sorry. Um, <laughs> I've been involved in the manufacturing industry. Okay, ownership as well. Yes, ownership as well. And a lot of, a lot of the stuff that's happening um, when it comes to the noise is based on us having achieved and reached these goals that people didn't expect us to reach mm. within the economic sector. Mm. We broke the glass ceiling. That's a fact. I don't care what anybody says. As an example... Johannesburg Stock Exchange, okay. we broke into the top 100 companies on the main board as a mm. non-white company. Mm. Right. We were there. We were there at the, the JAC offices in Santon. The horn was blown. We were there. It's in history. People can try and it's take it away. History. It's there. <laughs> it can, they can never be changed. It can never be changed. They can try and say what they want to say and try and term it how they want to turn it. It's been done. done. I was there. I did it. We won. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> that victory is, is notched up. Okay. So within that, and I'll touch upon um, um, the mining space, because mm. when it comes to mining, there's a lot of activity that can happen that doesn't happen when it comes to development. Mm. So if you want to take a look at what has been done, I mean, we've employed tens of thousands of people mm. over a 20-year period. We've been a, a serious employer in this country. And towards the tail end, when everything was happening, we were fighting to keep our um, workers employed. And, well, the powers that be decided, no, that's not the case. A lot of people lost their jobs. Mm. And we said to them, if you're fighting with us, fight with us. It's all good. Kay. But don't let the, 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 our employees um, suffer from the issues that you have with us. And unfortunately, mm. it went the way it did. So we've built schools. We've built hospitals. Okay. Um, we've started up agricultural projects. We've started up. Um, started up um, um, brick uh, manufacturing projects in and around our mining, um, um, our mining activities. Okay. You go to Klagsdorp, a place called Dominionville, we contributed there. Mm. Um, you go to the Middleburg, uh, Middleburg area um, at the time when we still had ownership and we were op operating um, Optimum Coal Mine, mm -hmm. supplied water to, to the Indrina community and employment um, and we helped out with a lot of um, stuff in that, in that community. Mm. Now, why I find it difficult to speak about is because people will always try and make it seem like, ah, this dude's trying to floss on us, he's trying to flex. You mm. know, so I always stay away from it. But we know what we've done. And we, we've done a lot of impactful things over a, a long period of time. Right? Mm. That was then. Now, we're taking the political route to say, guys, this is how I've done it. This is how I believe it can be done. Okay. Right. Scalability, obviously, is, 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 is a factor of time and money, but I mean, it's doable. Mm. So when I speak about the successes of, 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 of what South Africa should, should be, when I speak about things being done in this country, it's from a practical perspective. 
I've been there. It's mm. being done when people didn't expect it to be done. Mm. Well, people are now saying, okay, I was sitting in a, with my board members. I'm part of a board. And the boss says... You go, girl. And he's... Yeah. No, guys. <laughs> so we're having a conversation one of the board members is very established she says you know what my son did the other day he sits and looks at me and says dad you're actually not that smart and he's like excuse me like and the son is like no dad you're not that smart it's about who you know so to his surprise he's like this kid okay i'm proud of you my son but but the reality of the matter is that young people have started looking at it and saying is there really value in the education system? Is it really about the networks that we keep? Can I actually build to Tuzana by just sitting like Nkale now? It's not going to happen, guys. But there's power in the networks that we have and the conversations that we're having. Young people don't believe in the education system and they believe that if you come from a well-off family, just meet the right person. I've been sat down with um, one varsity kid because I do career counseling and he was like, I was like, so what's your plan? He's like, so I'm going to finish, and then I just need a connection. I'm like, no, but like, what's the real plan? He's like, don't connection. That's how South Africa works. I need connection to get into power, to get into business. Please address this, because young people are, have not, are not just lazy because they, they can't dream, but they've seen that people who are getting opportunities, people who are getting jobs, are those abano connection who know someone, if you come from a well-off family. All right, so when it comes to being put on... Um, connections, uh, networks, you know, there's that good old saying, your, your network is your net worth. You know, it's the people that mm. you know, the people that you surround yourself with. There is a whole lot of truth to that. But that's not the be-all and end-all of how um, value creation works or how um, access to opportunities work. Okay. You know, there's a lot out there that's in the, in, the, in the social sphere that's driving a certain narrative that it's easy to get things done. Okay. Have some people had it easy? Yes, I'm definitely not one of them. I've had to work, as a matter you of fact. Didn't see. No, 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 not at all. I've had to work probably, <laughs> I've had to work 10 times harder than the normal person. Why? Because people always said, no, you're the one that's connected. You've got the relationships here. And then okay, I'm like, no, that. hold on. Um, to a point where what you're speaking about is mainly because of the advent of um, government contracts. I think that's, that's, that's what it boils down to. Right, you know someone, and it's, it's a tenderpreneur um, phase that the country has gone through over the past 20 years or so, mm-hmm. um, which I don't believe in. Like, contrary to, to popular belief, I've not been involved in government business. Mm. Right? People try to paint this picture. They've taken me to task. I've said, guys, mm. you can look wherever you want to look. It's not the case. Everything I've done has been private business inclined. Real money. Straight up. <laughs> so... So I always, I always um, urge people that want to become entrepreneurs or business people to go the private route. Mm, if you get true. lucky and you get very a government true. tender for whatever, you applied mm. and you were deemed fit to be the person to deliver, great. You shouldn't be shy. Mm. Take that opportunity, but make that opportunity count. Mm. Stand and deliver. Because the problem we have is people are making easy money, but there's nothing to show for it, which okay. is a problem. Okay. Now, what, what, what we have is... We're always reading about and we're seeing stories of people and you drive around, you see people that make copious amounts of, of, of cash off um, um, contracts that they would have gotten from whichever departments. Okay. And once again, just because you're making money does not mean you understand what value is. Mm. And this is where a lot of people get it confused. So I'm saying we need to understand what value is. Because how many people do we know that have come, have made that money off contracts and mm. are nowhere to be found today? Most people, because they don't understand how to, to manage that, 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 that wealth. They don't understand how to invest that money. Sure, it's but an understanding but of value. To be quite honest, most people don't because we don't have a relationship with money as a black nation. Even when you look at our education system, um, we, funnel one's a business studies. Business is life. It's, that should be LO. Business studies sure. should be LO because 100%. we need to understand how money is made, how it's transferred, how it's gained. At an but, early age. At an early age. Yes. So the education system still needs a few areas of transformation. It needs... University is the university of life. Okay, yeah. please just so, make us understand your educational journey because you sound like, obviously, you've learned this through business, through reading, and yeah, so, you've so, yourself. Yeah, so from my side, I was studying IT. Um, and then at that point, the harsh realities of, of life hit. Um, 
and I decided to go over to Pakistan. Okay. Um, just to sort out a few things uh, to, to continue my studies there. Mm. And I came back and I threw myself into the work environment. So you finished your qualification yeah. in Pakistan? And in Pakistan. Okay. Came back um, at Beacon House Informatics. Came back and I was like, the work environment, not for me. You okay. know, the, the, the office bound. Um, but I, I, I learned what I needed to, 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 to learn. I, and I'd worked in... In, in warehousing, I'd worked in sales offices, I'd, I'd worked, mm. you know, so I, I learned the trade from, from the ground up to a point where I felt, you know what, I'm good to go, let me, let me do this on my own. Uh, it was risky, of course it's a risk to everyone, um, some people get it right, some people don't get it right. But what I can say is, what made me, and what I, what I always um, would impart to, to, to people trying to get started in, in the mm. business world, is... Jump straight in. Okay. The sooner you get out of planning phase, the better. Even if you start off hey, small. Hey, dude. Because that's all so we do in planning. It's this business plan. You're trying to perfect it and know you want everything Websites to be right. First. Ah, business <laughs> cards. No, yo. Jump yeah. straight into it. And you'll find that learning arena yeah. of being in an environment where you're dealing with sharks and crocodiles yeah. and whales <laughs> <laughs> um, and lions. It's, it's, there's no better education. Mm. So from my side, a lot of what I've learned has been based on real-time trial and error. Okay. I've had to walk through it. I've had my successes. Mm-hmm. I've had my failures. Uh, but it's all, it's all averaged out. And um, fortunately, the successes have um, far outweighed um, okay. the failures. And when people say, no, I want to drop out. I don't need education. Mm. You know, education, there's, there's a difference between education from a qualification perspective okay. and an education from empowering yourself with with information and knowledge okay there's no running away from empowering whether you decide to go to a university or a technicon or mm. a college there's no running away from you having having to know to know something so what they were your your your, your critical skill you need to have um, a core competence as they call mm. it once you have that core competence whatever it is you can always build around that you so, yeah, guys, now you know. You have to be competent. To, At the uh, end of the day, yeah. um, you need to know the system and how it works. Yeah. Now, there's a move in the country that is proposing that we professionalize governance and deployment and a lot of opposition, or rather a lot of political parties are saying... Maybe we should, the way we can solve corruption and um, lack of capacity in governance is through professionalizing the workforce. So if you were to get into governance, in whichever capacity, would you um, try and encourage the professionalization of um, governance in the country? Most definitely. Um, and the reason I say that is because I'm coming from um, the private private sector. That, okay. You know, and... Unfortunately for the, the public space, more specifically in South Africa, the turnaround time from, um, from idea to um, decision-making to implementation, it's too long. Mm. It's too long. Uh, the one thing that uh, one can appreciate about uh, the professional setup or the private setup is decisions are made quickly. It's a yes or no, and we keep it moving. So I feel that in, in the government space, most definitely, um, number one, meritocracy, people that are the best of breed to occupy these positions should occupy those positions. Okay. Um, not necessarily based on whatever affiliation. You know, from my side, yes, there's a political party that I, that I represent. Yes, I want to see my political party win. But is that going to be at the detriment of seeing um, certain institutions flourish? Definitely not. Whoever is okay. best for the job and whoever fits into what vision that we decide upon. Because mm-hmm. right? the vision is a... We keep saying we. Yeah. Um, we in the sense that because I do know that you're a branch chairperson yes. uh, of the ANC in your ward, which is amazing because that means you're on the ground. Are you trying to get, or rather, do you plan on getting into presidency through that route or electorate directly, maybe for... For us to understand better. I'm in my own lane. Yeah. Own lane. I'm in my own lane. Believe okay. that. Um, so whether there's a, a, a branch route or whether there's a conference or no conference, that's immaterial. We are running. Yeah, we will see on the other side of the finish line. No, okay. No, I think people will understand the, 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 the impact and the repercussions. You know, it's, it's, 
what do they call it? Slow poison. It's, it's, it's slow poison. And the reason, the reason I say we is because I don't speak about myself okay. in, 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 in singular. You know, it's plural. We is you, it's me, it's everyone around you. Okay. Um, because there's no way that I can think that this journey is going to happen or we're going to reach these successes because I'm some superhero in a cape. Mm. Not able to do it alone. It's impossible. So when I say we, I'm saying everybody. The okay. difference is we all and the people sitting at home, everyone needs to come along on this journey. Everybody needs to come along. The more, the merrier. The more, the, the more, merrier. The merrier. The more, so, Nizwile, if you're new to this channel, please make sure that you like, subscribe, <laughs> and share all the contents. Um, we're going to have more engaging conversations with a lot of young people who want to be the change that they want to see in this country. So, Tutuzane, thank you so much for coming on to Liwatu. Thank you so much for being on the ground and having changed the lives of ordinary South Africans. I do believe that we need to start scaling our ideas, start testing it. If you're a young person, you want to get into business, you want to get into le leadership, please do it right now. No one else will validate you. No one else will consolidate your views. Make sure that you start wherever you are. Now, this show is happening in the month of June. So, Bantabasha, the, general, the generational mission has been communicated by Tutuzana Zoom. We believe that everyone is inspired by something that they have experienced. So, identify what drives you. Identify what you want to change in your community. And be the change that you've been wanting to see for so many years. Kudos to you. So, South Africa... Young people in South Africa, let's be the change that we want to see. If you're a change agent, if you're a community leader, make sure that you're sharing this with the young people that you are leading in your own community. We want these contents and these conversations to actually spread into people who actually want to start listening. Let's have conversations that matter. Um, and that's it from me, your host, Ugutlegonke Watuntuuli. Tune in to our next episode. Um, don't forget to share. Like, subscribe. And emphasize about something. What's the name of the channel? I'm not going to be No, just, just one thing that I yes. like to say. Closing remarks. Closing a message remarks. to young people. It's the month of June, so that's the emphasis. Very simple message. It's okay to have fun. Okay. But fun is not going to determine the future outcome of this country. Sure. Let's have some fun, but at the same time, let's kick ass. That's as simple as it is. Let's go get them. No one is going to give you, you know what they say about change. Eh? Yeah. Change just doesn't happen. You need to walk towards that change. Unless you're walking towards that change, it's not going to happen. So all I'm saying to you guys is I'm walking towards that change. And I, I hope I'm, I'm, I'm walking with you guys. I hope you guys are walking with me because I'm going to ride for you guys. Hopefully I won't have to die for you, but if that's the case, <laughs> God damn it, I'll die for you too. And <laughs> ride with me. Yo. It's going to be fun and we, we're going to make some changes. We're going to kick some ass. So let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. You, you heard You heard it from Tutuzane Zuma. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. We genuinely appreciate your contributions in society. So, Nibonile Uismonelo, Nayukamuagwikaya, there's nothing that can stop you. Everyone has their own obstacles. But there comes a point in your life where you actually decide to be the leader that you've been wanting to see. So, take change, rise up. And that's it from us on Mualiwa. Do like, subscribe, Let's and share. Let's go. Bye-bye. Ha, ha, ha.